Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. I'm back! This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Well, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and you've made your way into a new week, and things are going good, and... We are all ready for 2023 coming up around the corner. It's getting closer by the day. We are down to the last, what, kind of functionally the last three, four weeks of the year. I don't know how much function is really left in the tank at this point. I think we're all kind of throttling it back and winding our way down. Maybe that's just me. Maybe we're of the mindset right now that we've only got a little bit left in that tank. And if that's the case, we're going to make it there. Gosh dang it. I hope you're doing well today on a Monday, the 27th of November. It's 2023. And so we're living in the future and getting closer to the future day by day. Future of what for Arkansas Razorback football? I am not quite sure anymore. What the heck happened over the weekend there? We'll talk about it as we work it through today. 90 minutes coming at you live from the Bunker Studio, Team B Media. Y'all have made this thing grow so fast, working on well over 20,000 listeners here in the month of November. And it's just growth, baby, each month, right? You go like 10 grand, 15 grand, 20 grand. You just keep creeping it up and you get the word out. And you talk to kind-hearted people like y'all. So much support out there in the local community for new business, for people trying their own thing. I love the heck out of Northwest Arkansas. What a great place to call home. I know you feel the same way. And if you're listening from elsewhere, stay where you are and don't move in because we're running out of room. Okay? All right. And on that note, will Arkansas Razorback football be staying where it is? Or will it be moving elsewhere? Oh, my goodness. What the heck was that on Black Friday? Just an absolute debacle. It felt like Auburn, but worse to come on the heels of the offhanded tweet declaring that everything was fine. There was nothing to see here at a Hunter Juracek to see this Razorback football team go out there with essentially no energy, effort, or focus whatsoever. The team was more interested in fights, getting in fights, seemingly on the sidelines during the game than it was actually going out there and winning a play or two. What a debacle. And judging by the attendance, and I was there because I got all these bad boys because it's my job, right? Watch them all up close and personal come hell or high water. Judging by the attendance, you are not very interested in this one either. There's a lot going on. Not much to root for. Missouri fans, Made the trip in spades. I bet there were over 50,000 people there. Now the Kremlin said there were 60,000. They're going to lie to you every time. How can you trust a word they're saying? Especially these days. But, you know, that was not a Razorback-oriented crowd. It just was not. And so the Hogs find themselves increasingly 
scrambling, trying to get any kind of stability in a football program that just doesn't have any right now. The team has let go of the rope. They have flat out quit on their head coach. The timing of the athletic director's reendorsement of his head coach last week was bizarro land. Obviously, we've been over all of these stories here at nauseum over the last few weeks. And look, I mean, this is the news, kid. This is the news. And a lot of back and forth going on right now, as veiled as it might be, between Hunter Juracek and Razorback fans. And you better believe that your boy JB here is on the front lines, and he's a soldier on your side. We do this thing for you, the people. Hence, the people's post-game shows. That's how we roll. There's no other way to go. I'm not going to sell out to the man. I can't do it. They've talked to me in the past. They have certain programs about getting involved and doing some PR work on their side. I can't do it. I don't care how good the money looks. I can't do it. This is the job I was born to do y'all. This is the role I was born to play. And that's the truth teller here amidst a sea of disingenuity, right? This is just disingenuous stuff left and right. Arkansas Razorback football has cratered, collapsed, imploded. You describe it how you want it. The only way you get real about something and make it better is by dealing with it. A lot of times I play the sports therapist on the radio. These days, the digital radio. That's fine. I could be your therapist, but I'm going to give you a prescription to get better. And it ain't going to be a lot of antidepressants. The antidepressants you need are literally getting out there and being proactive. Get a new head coach. Get a new staff Try something different. The Sam Pittman ship is sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Hunter Yurchek doesn't even want to get up in front of reporters. Your athletic director is embarrassed about his offhanded tweet that re-endorsed Sam Pittman and uh, basically jumped the gun. To say that the team was excited and recommitted to the future, that the passion was there, all this stuff, just a couple of days after a hard-fought win against a terrible Florida international team, I told you on the show last week the timing was bizarre, and there was a huge risk involved. One of the things you want to do in business is minimize risk. Minimize risk and follow trajectories. Well, Hunter Juracek did neither of those things, folks. He maximized the risk for the first game. I still don't know why. And he did not study the trends of the program, not paying attention to the attendance, not paying attention to thoughts out of fans, clearly not paying attention to the social media, though I guess he didn't delete his account, whereas Sam Pittman did delete his Twitter account. Whatever. Not about Twitter accounts anymore. This is about Missouri beating you 48 to 14 in your last game of the year on the heels of your head coach getting the Second kiss of death of approval from the AD in the last couple of weeks. Remember the kiss of death before the Auburn game? He's my guy. And then the kiss of death before the Missouri game? He's definitely my guy now. I thought that was the worst game of the year. I don't think Arkansas has played a worse football game this year. And they've played so many bad ones. Four and eight this year after a six and six year last year. One and seven in the SEC this year after three and five last year. These are horrifically bad numbers. I mean, we're trending, if not already completely, back into Chad Morris territory. At least John L. Smith territory. And it feels like we're headed towards just sinking the whole thing. 
That loud crashing sound you heard on Black Friday was no sale and it was not prices dropping. It was the foundation at Razorback Stadium imploding to the ground. I don't think folks around here take the football program seriously anymore. It's a shame because it's supposed to be a cash cow that pays for everything else. It's not where we are now. That is not where we are now, my friends. I'll tell you what. This is not about what you see. This is about what you know. This is not about make-believe. This is about acknowledgments. If you can't acknowledge the debacle in front of you with Arkansas Razorback football, then you are choosing to not acknowledge it. You're choosing to live in complete denial. And that makes you more than a little bit crazy. Like I said on the post game on Friday night, it's one thing to really hope that your team turns it around. It's another to watch it slip to the, you know, the rocks, the gutter, and then do nothing about it right now is a time of change for most college football programs. Heck, Mississippi State has already fired and hired a coach in the last week. Texas A&M about to lock down Mike Elko. That makes sense for them. And getting some movement around the country here in the last couple of weeks. Not at Arkansas. As if the slaying of Dan Enos was enough blood to give to the fans a month ago. No, it was not. Things have not gotten better since. Sam Pittman can't give you a straight answer. A lot of I don't knows, a lot of confusion during the games. Why does he never use timeouts to try to control the clock? I don't understand. Offensive line, terrible. Supposed to be his forte. A lot of people say, oh, it's just the OC. Well, he didn't like Kendall Bryles. Ran him out and then went out and hired Dan Enos. And that lasted a few weeks. And then it was Kenny Guyton. For a week, he was a genius. And then it was, eh, maybe he's not the guy. I mean, how many swings do you want to give him here? Four, five, six? Just hire another OC. Why? So you can come back and do this all over again? Four years with Sam Pittman. The only decent year he had was the second year. They went three and seven the first year, then eight and four, then six and six, then four and eight. And that second year was mostly Chad Morris's players. I mean, KJ Jefferson was a Chad Morris recruit. You have to worry about the recruiting at this point, just completely eroding in the coming weeks and maybe months. I mean, it is, it's that bad right now. So Missouri is way better than Arkansas in football. Hogs fall to two and eight against Mizzou since the Tigers joined the conference. And it's just an absolute hot mess right now. An absolute hot mess. Arkansas Razorback football sunk. And Hunter Yurchek last seen on the sideline in the second half. That was the word from the Kremlin in the fourth quarter that he flew back for the game and he hustled in. I saw Hunter Yurchek on my TV all week in the Bahamas, laughing it up, hamming it up, having a blast, screaming for the Hogs. And number one, I saw him, we're number one, one and two in the Bahamas for the basketball team, Hunter. Not number one. You finished fourth in the tournament out of eight. Hogs went one and two in basketball. Arkansas actually lost three of its last four in basketball and plays Duke on Wednesday night. I mean, you might lose. It might be four out of five. So... Groups having issues, sliding right out of the top 25. That you would think with a long season in front of us, Eric Musselman being the outstanding coach with the track record he has, the team's going to turn it around. They're going to get going at some point here. Are they Final Four good? Like some of y'all would have me believe early on. I don't know about that. But they, I, you know, they still got a chance of making a run. And you get back to a Sweet 16 for the fourth straight year, that wouldn't be too shabby in its own right. 
But Hunter Juracek in the Bahamas, kind of like Nero playing on the fiddle while Rome burns to the ground. Fayetteville was confused all week. Sam Pittman seemed kind of surprised. He was still the coach. Hunter Juracek, just that offhanded tweet back at us last Sunday, right? When we asked for a response and 10 minutes later, he's like, all right, he's my guy. Nothing to see here. Next. Wasn't good enough. He jumped the gun. We warned you last week, AD, that if things went poorly and they went more than poorly against Missouri, you would have painted yourself into a red hot tight corner. Well, that's where Hunter Juracek is right now. And I don't think he can make a move right now. I mean, maybe he's trying to get to the end of the year where the buyout drops a little, but unless you have a coach already circled who's off the grid right now, who you know wants the gig, it's almost like Hunter Juracek is resigning himself to riding out Sam Pittman for seven, eight more months and then firing him after the first two, three games next year. If that happens, isn't that exactly what we're talking about right now? Just kicking the can down the road? I mean, it feels like that's what we're doing. So the timing of it is what it is. Uh, I told you all along when you, when folks were screaming, what, two weeks ago to fire Sam? It ain't going to happen this week. It ain't going to happen next week. Heck, I don't expect it to happen necessarily this week either, but it's going to happen, and it needs to happen because Arkansas Razorback football is going nowhere fast with Sam Pittman as the head coach. And the more Hunter Juracek runs away from the masses, the more he hides behind the scenes, the more he parties in the Bahamas, the more he does nothing to help fix the cash cow, the more you wonder whether or not he's the guy for his job moving forward too. Good start to the morning. Just about 15 minutes in. PNB Media Production, your boy Josh Bertuccini from the Bunker Studio. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe across all social media at the Real NWAJB. And I ask you out the gates today: What's the next move for Arkansas Razorback football? What is the next move for Arkansas Razorback football? A new head coach, another OC, a new AD, or? Stay the course, right? As in, just stay the course, man. It's all going to be fine. There's nothing to see here. Let's just stay the course, man. Okay. Maybe not that one. Maybe not that one. All right. Um, so good to be with you. Hope you had plenty of turkey. Man, we ate a lot of turkey. I ate so much stovetop stuffing. I'm just, I'm surprised I didn't turn into the box, but I didn't. I still look like. An aging sports talk host. That's what I am. That's what I do. And I appreciate every last one of you for being here. Okay. We got so much to discuss. We've barely gotten into basketball. Blake Lovell, tremendous hoops writer, going to join us from Blue Ribbon coming up shortly. Talk about the Hogs weekend in the Bahamas. Bobby Swafford at 8 o'clock. 90 minutes coming at you on Team B Media. We're right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you gotta go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. 
Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Garlic, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewski's on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewski's has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewski's Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Your boy is back. sir right and that was sam pippen says yes sir yes sir arkansas through a season that saw it go four and eight other side of the fence on that one now hey at least the year is over at least the season has come and gone goodbye now we can focus on basketball oh wait a difficult weekend for arkansas in the bahamas clearly as the hogs try to find their way as we move it through and make it happen each and every day. So, yeah, it's um, it's pretty impressive stuff that we're able to do this and we're able to bring it to you all the way we are uh, in the midst of such just football nonsense right now. You can see I would rip the guts out of a lot of operations, but we're all in on basketball, too. It's not just about football. Then again, you look at basketball right now. My goodness, this was a uh, this was a tough weekend. You find yourself in a spot where, man, one and two is the final mark. And I think you felt like you'd be two and one this weekend if all went fairly well. Maybe not best case scenario, but um, 
Woo! It is uh it's something special right now, isn't it? Something very, very special indeed. And I think um, you know, basketball is is still a blast. Duke coming to town Wednesday night's an event. It's an event. It's a special marquee kind of one-off game. I think you want to be in the house, obviously, if you can get your hands on a ticket. If not, I understand. But this all of a sudden becomes not just like a, a nostalgia game for Arkansas. This becomes a game you need to win. Hawks have lost three out of four in basketball and find themselves now trying to avoid four out of five. I, I don't know when the last time has Arkansas ever lost four out of five under Eric Musselman. I'm thinking no. I'm thinking no on that one. Somebody else come at me if you got a different stat on that. Uh, Arkansas and Duke tickets on the line. <clears throat> we'll see what happens on Wednesday night. Hogs will not be ranked in the top 25 when that comes out today, nor should they be at four and three right now. Dukies at eight and one. Ranked number nine. I, I see them still being a top 10 team. What do you want me to say about the weekend? I watched all three of these games. They weren't. You know, the, the easiest watches. No, no, they were not. But look, that's the way it goes. Stanford up first. You watch that one on Wednesday as I did. Double OT. Augs win it 77 to 74. They shot 30% from the field in that game. Found a way to pull it out. Trevon Brazil, 14 points, 17 rebounds. The guy balled out, had a tremendous game. And really carried Arkansas across the finish line, along with Caleb Battle and his 21 points off the bench. Then Memphis, all right? So you survive and advance on Wednesday into the Thursday game on Turkey Day. Game got pushed back. All these games got pushed back. And look, I know it's the company line to blame the officials. It's their fault. The calls were bad. The refs were out to get you. I just, I didn't get that feeling really hardly at all. Now, a little quick on the, on the texts on Arkansas. You know, Debo Davis, a little, a little gun poke, poke at the bench gets a T. You know, Lane Blocker gets a T, muttering something in the ref's ear. Rev Brazil can't keep himself out of a T right now. There's something going on there. I don't know what the kick in the back was. I'm going to kick you in the back. I mean, obviously, you can't do that. Oh, it was a love push. I heard somebody say it was a love tap. No, that was a kick in the back to another player. He really likes to walk on top of people, doesn't he? Somebody's got to talk to Trev. You can't just walk on top of people when they're on the ground. That's a technical every time. It looks like you're trying to stomp people in the face. I think Trev got teed up in all three games, didn't he? And for a guy who's got such a low-key demeanor, you know, carries himself almost expressionless on the floor, you got to get your emotions in check. Unbelievable jumper, incredibly gifted player. I mean, I say most likely a lottery pick. It's almost a sure thing lottery pick, but... Something quirky going on. I'd like to see him get through a game without committing a flagrant foul. I'd also like to see Brazil get through a game scoring. Driving Brazil scored zero points over five against UNC. You're not going to win it, but you want to blame the refs. I get it. You're not beating North Carolina. Who's much bigger than Arkansas, but you're not. And Arkansas led that game by three at the half, by the way, in the consolation game. After Memphis worked, you only lost by five, but it felt like Memphis was just physically superior. And then North Carolina was way physically bigger. I mean, Hogs had trouble rebounding through long stretches of the game. And in the second half, it was just let go of the rope time. So 
I don't know, concerns. It was a, let's call it a cloudy weekend for Arkansas Razorback basketball in the Bahamas. A cloudy weekend indeed. And you lose by 15 to North Carolina and your best player, your supposed best player, Trevon Brazil, can't score against UNC. Not good. Not good. What was it? Six texts or seven texts on Arkansas over the last three days, but it's always the rest fault, right? Got to get control of yourself. We've had this issue with Arkansas hoops almost every year around this time, right? Got to rein it in, get control of yourself, and start coaching coaching the whole thing up if you're must, which you think he will. He will. We're just not quite there yet right now with this team. Four and three. They come in fourth place in the Bahamas. They go one and two. Did you finish fourth place? Is that what you did? Yeah, it was fourth place. You go one and two. And now you play Duke. So back-to-back ACC opponents. This is going to be a top 10 team. Wednesday night tickets going for four or $500 a pop. Down low, $1,000 a pop. I saw one courtside Gucci Row for $2,500. I mean, $2,500 for a two-hour basketball game. I'm willing to go 300 bucks for something. I'll do that if I really want to be there. But $2,500. Let's not steal from the people. Uh, 8-15 ESPN Wednesday night. Cremon Mark. Your best player, I think, maybe better than Brazil. Certainly your best scorer. How about 34 points? He finally broke loose against Carolina, and then he landed on his tailbone and his head a little bit late in the game. Stayed down. That was scary and weird. They brought the stretcher out with a minute left. He goes to the hospital. Everything's fine. Thank goodness. I would think Mark's going to play on Wednesday night. Uh, I haven't seen a spread of you. You're probably going to be favored by five or six, but they're on the road, and at home, I mean, Arkansas has definitely got a chance to win this game. Wouldn't that be a nice bomb on the wounds that the Hogs suffered in the Bahamas? But man, Hunter Juracek partying with Danielle Musselman on my TV every day. It was awesome to see Hunter bragging number one in the camera. I do not think he was talking about football. I do not. And I think we learned about some limitations with this Razorback basketball team. (laughs) I think we learned, obviously, they've got to figure some stuff out offensively. Some more movement would help in screening. They're not passing and moving a lot. And defensively, they're just not getting after it. You're not contesting threes. Your teams are getting open looks against you left and right. And your emotions are getting the bestie. I think this Razorback team was reading its press clippings. But you're not going to be ranked in the top 25 when that AP poll comes out today. So no need to... uh, you know, show the braggadocio and beat your chest over that. Wednesday night's going to be a rock and roll party at Bud Walton Arena. You got your tickets yet? Hogs need a win bad. Then it's Furman, OU, Lips come in the rock, and Abilene Christian before we get into conference play. In January 1st, SEC game, Saturday, January 6th against Auburn. That is what? Just uh, inside of six weeks away, I will have your people's postgame shows all basketball season long on Saturdays. We've already done one for the Purdue game. We'll do one for the OU game. And then obviously every Saturday, January, February, March, and who knows, maybe April if they get to the Final Four weekend. But a lot of work to be done, certainly, on that front. Football, it was rivalry weekend. Michigan beats Ohio State by six. Mostly things unchanged up at the top. You saw Washington survive in the Apple Bowl or whatever they call it against Washington State. And you saw some um, some interesting results around the country. Uh, Missouri 48 to 14. Have we mentioned that? Ole Miss by 10 against Mississippi State. Oklahoma State survives against BYU barely, but in double overtime gets the win. Liberty finishes a 12-0 year against nobodies, but still. 
wins by 14 against El Paso. Alabama throw of the year. Man, Milrow with a game in the line. Jane Milrow looking around. It's fourth and 31 after the bad snap. And he throws a laser dart. And Bam comes down with it in the corner of the end. So what a catch there, too. Alabama snatches the Iron Bowl from the jaws of defeat. Man, Hugh Freeze can't defend fourth in a million, can he? Not against anybody. So Alabama, Georgia for the SEC championship this weekend. I'm excited for it. Georgia had some issues itself, but beat Tech by eight on the road. So they finished another 12 and 0 year. Unbelievable. And that's what we're working with there. But SEC title game is coming up on Saturday. So we got that to look forward to. And we'll talk more about the college football title matchups clearly as the week unfolds. NFL. Out of the weekend, that was Dolphins spanked the Jets 34 to 13 on Black Friday. First Black Friday game for um, Thursday tank uh, Thanksgiving games. Packers beat the Lions by seven. That was surprising. Cowboys destroy the Commanders. How about Bland's NFL record? Five pick sixes in a single year. It's crazy. Niners beat the Seahawks by 18 on Turkey night. If you stayed awake through that one, good for you. What else? Jags beat the Texans on the road. It's a good win for them. Broncos have surged back the playoff race. They went five in a row. Not a great team, but hey, Sean Payton, Russ Wilson, <clears throat> starting to figure it out a little bit. 29 to 12 there. Chiefs get a little pushback from the Raiders, but win by 14, 31, 17. Eagles bills the game of the weekend. That game was four hours long, and I loved every minute of it. Allen and Hurts back and forth. Finally, Hurts gets the final say. How about... Josh Elliott, the kicker for the Eagles, knocking a 60-yarder through at the buzzer to force overtime. And then Josh Allen and Gabe Davis missing a potential game-winning touchdown before the Eagles go to the field and win it. 10-1 and for Philly. Josh Allen now 0-7 in his career in overtime. Ravens beat the Chargers 20-10 if you stayed up on Sunday Night Football. Ravens 9-3, looking better and better by the day. No question about it. Uh, moves. AM hires Mike Elko from Duke. Monster contract. Do I have any terms of that deal yet? I do not believe I do, but we'll let you know as they come out officially. Uh, Mississippi State has its man. Uh, they go to OU and get the OC. Bad hire. From under Brent Venables, it's Jeff Lebby. Has been at OU, Ole Miss, and UCF. And will now go to Mississippi State. More coaches let go around the country, including Allen at Indiana and the end of that run there. And so that's what you got going on there too. Lot of items as we work our way through. And then of course you got your NFL football tonight, Monday night, bears and Vikings. No, thank you. ABC ESPN seven fifteen. If that floats your boat question of the day. Asked you early today, if you're trying to fix Razorback football, what's your next move? What's your best next move? We'll put four options up on the board. New head coach. A lot of folks saying just hire the next offensive coordinator and try again. Find the next AD, increasingly becoming the talk. We got to hear from Hunter Yurchek at some point. You can't just hide forever. You need this guy to be accountable. That's his job. So I'm going to keep clamoring for that. Uh, stay the course. I can't see in my right mind, how in the world you would vote for that. But hey, maybe you're not an Arkansas Razorback fan. And you really enjoy the hogs being a dumpster fire. I, I could see a sneaky vote if that was your motivation on that front. All right, coming up on 740. I need to hit a break. Let's do that right now. We'll come back on the other side. Blake Lovell, tremendous college basketball writer. Get him in the mix from Blue Ribbon. 
talk a little bit about the weekend in the Bahamas, what it means for the Hogs moving forward. There are a lot of very interesting basketball games played throughout the weekend in the SEC. So more on that on the other side. It's the real NWA JB with your boy Josh Bertaccini from the Bunker Studio Team B Media on a chilly Monday. Headed for high of 45 degrees. Dress warmly. Layers, my friends, layers. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for all of you. Just a few weeks out from Christmas. We're about to get real festive with this thing. Coming right back. Hang tight. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, pig suey. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. So good to hear your voice this morning. Can you hear me okay? 
Yeah, doing well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to have you on board the show. And look, anytime I get your voice in the mix, it means it's hoop season and we're rolling with it. And I get the accolades for days. But again, check out Blake's stuff at 14 Southeastern. He is their SEC basketball guy. And on the tweets at the Blake level, all the football talk, but it really was a busy week for college basketball. Thanksgiving week, Blake, really one of the more underrated hoops weeks of the year when you think about it. Yeah, it is with all the tournaments and the potential, you know, matchups you get out of that. It's just, it's always a lot of fun. And, you know, we saw a lot of interesting results in the SEC for sure. Um, but, you know, a lot of great games elsewhere, too. So, yeah, Feast Week never disappoints when it comes to college basketball. No, it really is Feast Week. And we spent a lot of time feasting on the Bahamas and the battle for Atlantis. And, and obviously a great tournament. Um, bunch of good games, even in the Constellation bracket. Arkansas, one in two, ended up playing um, in North Carolina. It's last game there. But Stanford, Memphis, and Carolina, right? So you definitely get some reps in. But the Hawks did not look great. What would you make of their weekend, Blake? Yeah, they didn't, um, you know, some missed opportunities, I think, across the board. And, you know, I think you saw some trends really even before the Greensboro game, um, you know, some things that you could look at in that old Dominion game and say, eh, you know, this team may still have a little ways to go. And um, I think you could see that in the games that were played there, you know, in the battle for Atlanta, it's just even in the Stanford game, right? They win that game, um, but there are still some things that you just sort of look at and you're like, oh, you can't do that against North Carolina. You can't do that against Memphis and expect to win. And, you know, whether it's just turnovers, whether it's the, the three-point shooting outside of a couple guys, mm-hmm. um, thank goodness for Shermont Mark, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he yep. is, you know, someone that they coming in, we knew could kind of be the guy that could hold things together and, I mean, he has to, to this point. And I think, you know, there's been inconsistency across the board in different areas. And, um, but yeah, I mean, this is something that this team has to learn from because obviously, you know, what comes up on Wednesday and, uh, you know, you got an interesting matchup against Oklahoma in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, it doesn't get much easier from here. And so this is a kind of a pivotal point, even seven games in. I think for this team to really start to figure some things out based on what's happened over these past four games. And obviously the ACC SEC challenge coming up. We'll talk about the Duke game on Wednesday night looming large, but I can't hit the nail on the head as usual, Blake, uh, as far as maybe some of the stuff that ailed Arkansas down in the Bahamas, three point shooting, not consistent, right? You rely on the threes too much. You put yourself in that spot. They didn't play great perimeter D at all. Rebounding is going to be an issue for this team all year. They've got some length for sure. And they've got some height, but not really a lot of bulk. I mean, Makai Mitchell is really their only serious grown big man, as I would say. He looks like a pro big man. But other than that, Arkansas has got some stuff that's going to have to work around. Now, obviously, there's a lot of upside and Muss is a heck of a coach. And this has been a pattern in recent years of, of sluggish starts and then turning it on late. But anybody who thought Arkansas was just going to waltz through this year because of an exhibition win over Purdue, not so fast, my friends. Right, Blake? Not so fast. Yeah, not so fast. Um, and look, I think it's we, – we all knew when you looked at the roster coming into it, I think it, front court depth was something that um, – it wasn't that you didn't have the guys. It's just you could see that, okay, this guy's probably not an elite rebounder. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy may not be elite in this other area, but you really need someone to be elite in the front court. And so I think you're seeing that play out a little bit over these games. And like you said, I think the perimeter defense, a little bit of a surprise, mm-hmm. especially in those games, because I think this is a team that, that should be kind of a lockdown team 
um, especially on the perimeter when you just look at the guys that you have out there. So, yeah, the, the three-point shooting woes, I mean, look, we, we could look at the percentages of the guys they brought in, but as we always say, it's different shooting, you know, 35 to 38% um, in another conference that's maybe lower than the SEC. When you step into this, and obviously I haven't played SEC games yet, but when you're playing elite type of teams, um, you know, that you're seeing, it, it's just one of those things where, look, those percentages don't always meet what they were a season ago or two seasons ago. And that's why I think you really need to find more consistency there. And like you said, they were relying on a little bit more than they should have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, made to say. Definitely some things they've got to figure out here. I need to, before we get to Duke, and then I'll let you get out of here, Blake Lovell, who's the man, good friend of the show. We'll be hearing him hopefully uh, a lot during the season because I love his his takes uh, on the SEC and college hoops beyond. Uh, give me some thoughts, maybe a, a couple of Southeastern Conference teams you thought had really good feast weeks, maybe one or two. Arkansas is obviously one who had a rough week. Yeah, I mean, look, Texas A&M, uh, I know they lost the game to, to FAU the way they did, but to rally and get to win against Iowa State shorthanded, you know, no Coleman, no Rafford. I thought that was significant because, you know, they're going into a game against Virginia on Wednesday. They've still got to play Houston and Memphis in the non-con. So I think it's been a really good start for Texas A&M. Um, I think, you know, look, for this Kentucky team, I'm just going to be honest, I know they lost the game against Kansas. They didn't have the high-profile tournament during Feast Week that other teams did, but we're seeing, I think, what this Kentucky team can be once they get fully healthy. We don't know when that's going to be yet, but um, I would definitely look at Kentucky as a team that I know we've had some issues with them over the past several years, but they're as talented as they've been in a long time, hmm. I think, and so it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, you know, other takeaways, look, Mississippi State's still unbeaten. Hmm. I think Florida's a team, even that loss to Baylor, Florida looks really good right now yeah. um, at full strength. And so that's a team I would keep my eye on too. That was good. I mean, we're literally like what a week, two weeks into the season. I mean, come on. That was pretty good yeah. for first reads, Blake. There's no way Arkansas. Yeah. We haven't seen the top 25. Have we the latest top 25? Uh, we've not. No, there's no way Arkansas is still in that right now. Um, I would think now. All right, Duke Wednesday night, eight fifteen. tickets going for three, $400 in the upper deck, you know, five, $600 down low. I mean, you'd think this was literally a national championship game. Everybody talking about 94 in Arkansas and Duke. Uh, that was 30 years ago, y'all. But it's still <laughs> it's still a marquee game. I'm fired up for it. 815 ESPN. Arkansas needs a dub right now. Give me a thought on Arkansas and Duke Wednesday night, Blake. Yeah, I mean, look, you know what you're getting with Duke. Um, you know, that's a team that obviously has a lot to work with in terms of talent, especially on the offensive side. Um, I mean, whether it's, you know, Filipowski, whether it just go down the list. I mean, it is just a team that is so good at what it does offensively. Um, certainly a team that has some size. Now they're not as experienced as an as this Arkansas team, but mm -hmm. as we're seeing already, I think it's taken a while for chemistry to come together, but whether it's Filipowski, you know, Mark Mitchell in the front court, then you've got Proctor, you've got Roach. And I mean, just keep going down mm -hmm. the list. This is a very mm -hmm. talented team, but Look, I think this is one, like you said, would it surprise us all if Arkansas struggles in those last couple games then comes out and beats a Duke? No, because no. the talent's there. The upside yeah. is there with this team. Um, but this is a huge test early on, and Arkansas has got to be way more disciplined, 
rebound better and not just give away the ball and yeah. some of those um, turnovers she can't make to have a chance to win. One hundred percent. And you did no open threes. No more open threes. You're playing. Yeah. You're playing high school ball. Guys miss. You're playing pickup ball. Guys miss. You play D one basketball, let alone SEC basketball. Open shooters make shots, Blake. They make shots. Yeah. And it, I mean, to leave guys open is almost disrespectful. Teams are feasting against Arkansas on the perimeter right now. That has to change. Um, yeah, a win would be huge for Arkansas. A loss, that would be four out of five L's. I don't know if we'd have to look back, Blake. I, I was looking at it early town. Arkansas lost four out of five under Eric Musselman yet. So hopefully they can avoid that on Wednesday night. Let me let you get on with your day. You're always awesome to uh, find some airtime with us, folks. The Blake Lovell, classy dude, and doing his thing for 14 Southeastern. We'll be talking with him throughout the season. Blake, thank you so much. Have a great week, okay? Appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, you too. All right, buddy. He's fantastic. Good thoughts across the board, right, on what's coming up for Arkansas Razorback Hoops. It's a it's a big week. No, you had a rough weekend in the Bahamas. I know that. That doesn't mean it's time to pack it in now. It's time to pack it out now. Bud Walton, Wednesday night, going to be frenetic. It is going to be fantastic, and I can't wait for it. Great conversation with you all today on a number of different fronts. Really appreciate your finding us here on the show. Our morning QOD question of the day, what's the best next move for Arkansas Razorback football? What's the best next move after just an atrocious season that saw the Hogs get worse and worse and worse? Four and eight on the year, one and seven overall. The trends are all bad. But a lot of folks believing, let's stay the course, huh? I think that's that's a stunner. Uh, QOD, best next move for Razorback football. First 300 votes are in here on the tweets already. Man. Uh, we got 50% say find a new head coach. I mean, because you guys aren't blind. You have eyes and brains. Hire another OC getting 45% of the vote. I'll just keep spinning your tires. Let's just hire another OC. Okay. I mean, I asked the question. Find the next AD. I think it's on the board now. I think Hunter Juracek and his kind of mysterious behavior here, right? The Kremlin S. Shroud he has up is, is coming home to roost a little bit. Find the next AD, getting 3% of the vote. It's not nothing. I'll say this. It won't happen now, but if Hunter Juracek has his way and brings Sam Pittman back and the whole thing you know, looks anything close to this, which the odds would be that it will if they bring it all back, then we're going to be in a situation next year where we're looking for a new head coach and a new AD. It's just the way it goes. Ask Jeff Long about that one. And then there's stay the course. Stay the course. Nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Stay the course. So what if the team is a mess? Who cares about football? We're a track and soccer and baseball and find a basketball school right here at the university of arkansas that's what we are one more breakdown best next move for razorback football 50 percent so far new head coach 45 percent hire another oc three percent find the next ad stay the course two percent i can't imagine those are like auburn fans and lsu fans people trying to keep the program down you're trying to keep it down Facebook.com. Johnny T. Find another OC and another O-line coach. Sarah. Stay the course. I don't like buyouts. Todd. As much as it pains me to say it, you got to find a new head coach. James. Stay the course. 
Terrible season. I have faith. Bob, anybody who doesn't think you need change is, as JB says, living in denial. Jack, get a new OC in there now. Vanessa, JB, nothing you're saying is untrue. As painful as it is, it's time for Sam to go. Somebody has to make the move, Lady V. Somebody has to do it. Really fun first hour here on the show, and we're not done yet. We got more where that came from. 90 minutes coming at you live each and every morning on the daily. It's the real NWA JB. Team B Media, Funka Studio will break and come back. High school championship games are set. Bobby Swafford joins us to fill us in on that and talk. Some Razorback football crisis 2023. That's next. Tank tight. Stick around.